All right, we are back. Fuck. So this is the uh, second time I'm recording this because I lost the first three-ish minutes of this, which kind of blows, but <laughs> that's my bad for not understanding how technology works. So uh, just so you know, I'm on my second beer. Shout out. That's my cheers. Uh, it is noon where I am at, but in my defense, I started drinking at 11, and I work graveyards, so this is my after work. This is my 9 p.m. You know what I'm saying? Ugh, I am drinking the Pub Beer Lager by 10 Barrel Brewing Co. It says in the bottom of the can, cheap fun. This sixer of 16-ounce cans was $6. <laughs> and for six percent or for a $6 beer at 5%, it ain't bad. <laughs> we'll definitely buy again. All right. Anyways, today we are going to go through a preview of UFC 247 happening this weekend. Before that, we're going to go over a little section I like to call Headlines! Headlines in MMA, baby. Here we go. So, Conor McGregor versus Donald Cerrone becomes the first streaming pay-per-view to hit a million buys. No surprise there. If, if, if a Conor McGregor fight gets under a million buys, I consider that a failure. But my man delivered. Uh, it made $70 million streaming. $11 million at the live gate. My man got paid. So did Cowboy. Good for you, buddy. You didn't take a dive. We all know you didn't take a dive. The only people who think you took a dive is BJ Johnson from No Filter MMA. Follow on YouTube, but he doesn't know what he's talking about. Because you didn't take a dive. He just, he's a Conor McGregor hater. So he has to make excuses when Conor looks fantastic. All right, anyways, back to headlines. Mm. Jessica Penney has six days, five days now, to reach $40,000 GoFundMe goal for USADA arbitration. It's her second case. She's probably not going to make that $40,000. I mean, she might. She might have fans because she's hot. Or she hasn't. I think she, she might have like an OnlyFans set up or some shit. I think she has an OnlyFans set up, which I mean, am I going to subscribe? No. Am I going to talk somebody into subscribing for me and looking at all the content? Absolutely. She's hot. Shout out to Jessica, not Jessica, to Joanna Yanjacek who actually made Jessica Panay hotter because she had the biggest nose I've ever seen in my life. And after Ioana, the Ioana fight, she got it fixed because she had to get plastic surgery because Ioana beat that ass. All right, anyways. <laughs> uh. Anyways, uh, Tyron Woodley is faced, uh, it's going to face Leon Edwards at UFC London on March 21st. Congrats to Leon Edwards. I'm glad I knew this for a second time, because the first time, I forgot his name. Uh, I'll be honest. Which is not fair to him, because that man's won eight in a row, and has looked impressive. Every single fight looks better and better. But for some reason, no one cares. <laughs> not even your boy cares. <laughs> I'm picking Tyron. I mean, I'm pick I picked Tyron to beat Kamaru Usman, too, and look how that turned out. But anyways, uh, yeah, that fight should be interesting. Happening on March 21st, which happens to bring me to my... Next point, Colby Covington was on their Ari Hawani show. Says he didn't suffer a broken jaw. I believe him because a broken jaw takes way longer than this to heal. And my man's talking perfect. Uh, maybe a fractured jaw, but not broken. So he seems to be fine. He's running his mouth a lot, which I love. Uh, if anyone knows me, I'm a Colby guy, man. Making welterweight great again. And he did. That Kamaru Usman fight was as big as it was because of Colby, not because of Kamaru. But my guy Colby wants an immediate rematch. 
No, you don't, buddy. Here's what I want from you. I think he fights Tyron Woodley next. Win or lose, I think that Colby Covington should fight Tyron Woodley on the same card as Kamar Usman and Jorge Masvidal, which Dana White himself has said will be at International Fight Week in July. Now, Leon Edwards is the dark horse. If Leon Edwards beats Tyron Woodley, I feel like Leon, Leon, Leon Edwards should get the next title shot. Nine wins in a row. The last two over Tyron Woodley and RDA from a lightweight, from a welterweight champion, he should get it. But I still think Tyron should fight Kobe at the International Fight Week. And then if Kobe wins, wait that wait until Kamara Usman and uh, Leon Edwards settle their business probably in the fall if Kamara Usman doesn't fake an injury and set out for another fucking year. And then fight, you know, again at the end of the year in the rematch like he did last year. And this time I think Kobe wins. I thought Kobe was playing that fight uh, up until the fifth round. I think that fifth round, even if he doesn't get stopped, it's easily a 10-8. And I think he loses the judge's decision. But I think he did better than anyone else thought he was going to do. So whatever. Y'all can hate on it if you want. But my boy showed out. And the reason that fight was so big, let's be honest, was because of my guy, Kobe motherfucking Covington. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for headlines. Now let's get into the UFC 247 full card preview. What's up? So like we do normally, going to do a deep dive on the main card and just go through the prelims pretty quick uh, unless I feel like there's a fight that needs to be mentioned. So this fight is on Saturday, January no, sorry. <laughs> February 8th. <laughs> sorry, my bad. Uh, in Houston, Texas, shout out to Houston, Texas, home of the 2017, no matter how much you hate it, World Series Championship, or champions, <laughs> the Houston Astros. You know my thoughts on that. Check out my last podcast when I talk about a little bit of baseball, because it gets heated, baby. Ah, anyways, let's jump into this bitch. All right, featherweight bout, which has been announced but not confirmed. Austin Lingo versus Yusef Zaleo. Give me Austin. Nope, you know what? I actually hate that name because of a certain person that I am forced to be colleagues with. Give me Yusef. I hate someone named Yusef too, but I don't hate him as much as I hate that kid Austin. Just give me Yusef. All right, officially, Andre Ewell. Ewell versus Jonathan Martinez. Give me Jonathan Martinez. He's 2-1 in the UFC, two-fight win streak. Did I look it up right before I said that? Yes. Journey Newsome versus Domingo Pilarte. Give me Journey Newsome because I like taking psychedelics and uh, going on journeys. And here in News, son. <laughs> Bing! Pun intended. Next is Miles Johns versus Mario Batista. I watched uh, the Marvel... Uh, Avengers Endgame the other day. So give me Mario Batista because of my guy, Dave Batista, who plays... Don't remember that guy's name because Drax. Yeah, I'm not a nerd. All right. Now, the prelims that are on ESPN. <sighs> Lauren Murphy versus Andrea Lee. Give me Andrea Lee, KGB, baby. I don't like Lauren Murphy just to begin with, and I just think Andrea Lee is better than her in all aspects. 
Next, Alex Morono versus Kaylin Williams. Kaylin's a girl's name. My name's Taylor, so. <laughs> my man. But my name goes both ways. That strictly should be a female's name, if I'm being honest. Kaylin, I mean, not Taylor. Come on. Give me Alex Morono because that's a dude name. Trevin Giles versus Antonio Arroyo. Give me Trevin Giles. I like the way he looked in uh, his last fight. I think this kid's going to be something special at middleweight. Give me Trevin Giles. Now, that does it for the prelims. Let's get into the main card. Here we go. Derek Lewis is taking on Alir Latifi, who's making his heavyweight debut. I am super worried about this fight for Alir Latifi. My guy is 5'10", not a small man. And he's jacked. If you've never, if you haven't seen him fight, which listen to this, I hope you're an MMA and you've seen him fight. He's also though coming off of two losses in a row uh, to Corey Anderson by decision. He just got out wrestled, and Volkan Ozdemir, who just beat the shit out of him for two rounds. Just it wasn't even close. Volkan Ozdemir was in control from bell to bell, whooped his ass. But I think the weight cut may have affected him because my guy is huge. You know what I'm saying if you've seen him. And he's taking on Derek the Black Beast Lewis, who I believe is coming off of a loss also to Junior Dos Santos. Oh, no, he beat uh, Blagoy Ivanov. I remember that. That was power versus uh, – he just – I don't remember. I don't even really remember what Blagoy Ivanov did. But I remember that fight. I remember Derek Lewis, to me, being clearly ahead just based on the power punch he was landing. Blagoy was playing that pressure game, but not even like, like a Tony Ferguson pressure, like literal Holly Holmer, Kel Pennington 2 pressure. We just held him against the cage and tried to stop him. But I think the judges got that one right. Before that, yeah, it was lost to Juno Santos and Daniel Cormier. But Derek Lewis is six foot fucking, what is it, three. So he's about four, five inches taller than a little Latifi, and my man's going to be a lot bigger um i don't know this is gonna be interesting for a little tifi i think i think he's gonna be better than people think because i think the weight cuts off him i think he's gonna come in there easily 230 but i don't know if he has what it takes to take derrick lewis down i mean not even like to the mat i don't think he can physically like even muscle derrick lewis around derrick lewis is a big boy who cuts a lot of weight to get to 265 uh, and I think a motivated Derek Lewis is a dangerous Derek Lewis. I know he likes to finish people. He doesn't like putting on boring fights. And I think Ilaratifi is an exciting guy in his own right. Give me Derek Lewis. Let's see. Let's go by... Hmm. Give me first-round knockout. I just have a hard time seeing where the pressure and size of Derek Lewis doesn't present a wood of problems for the smaller man in, in Ilaratifi. Next, got one of the one of the former rising stars of the featherweight division, Mursan Mursad, sorry Mursad Bektik, taking on Dan Iggy, who is actually won his last four in a row. My man, wow. So yeah, I mean, decision. He's got a lot of decisions. He has three knockouts, five submissions, four decisions, last four in a row. Oh, so Mursad Bektik. I just, the only memory I have of him recently is him just getting fucked up by Darren Elkins. Oh, no, he lost to, he lost to Josh Emmett. Uh, before that, he beat Ricardo Lamas and Godfrey Pepe. 
Ooh, this fight's hard. Oh my gosh. I I like Marcel Betik's style, but I think sometimes he gets he gets too pedestrian with what he's doing and he just kind of coasts rather than trying to go for the kill. I mean if the kill's there and presents himself, presents itself, I know he's gonna take it. It's just he doesn't to me he doesn't do enough to get to that point anymore. He used to just be a savage. And he was Khabib light, he would just wreck people. And then Darnokins happened where he was winning every second of that fight and got caught. And now I think he's playing it safe. Uh, give me, to me, I don't know, I haven't looked at the betting lines, but to me it's an upset if Dan Ige wins. Give me Dan Ige. I like his wrestling style. I like, I think I like his pressure. I think he'll be able to just take Mursad Bechtik down at will, hold him down, which isn't easy. But I believe Dan is the guy to do it, and I think he gets it done. Next, at heavyweight. Juan Adams is taking on Justin Taffa. Now, Juan Adams has lost his last two in a row. That's what I thought, yeah, to Greg Hardy and some guys whose name I cannot pronounce. But we're going to look up Justin Taffa. I believe he just impressed like heavily at his uh, UFC debut. Uh, not sure, dog. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I think he's the one that lost. <laughs> oh, no, he wasn't the guy I'm talking about. <laughs> he's also coming off a loss, though. A KO punch to Jorgen de Castro at, uh, in October of last year. So this fight actually is uh, make or break for both guys. Mm, I don't really know, man. This one's actually kind of tough. I believe they're both strikers. Uh, Juan Adams. Um, ah. ah. Uh, give me Justin Taffa. I don't really know a lot about either guy. I haven't really watched a lot of tape. But give me Justin Taffa. Uh, let me get him by first round. Nah, actually, give me third round. Nah, give me decision. Give me a decision. I think they're both going to have losses. You know, they're just going to try to get the win to stay stay in the roster, stay safe. They are the featured ballot on a prelim, so actually on the main card. So actually, no, change that. Give me second round KO, Justin Taffa. And just in case I was unclear on the Danigi, taking him by decision. Next is Valentina Shevchenko defending her women's flyweight title against Caitlin Chukagian. Now, this fight, oh man, I don't see a scenario where Valentina doesn't outclass Caitlin Chukagian. And to all respect to Caitlin Chukagian, she has been on a tear lately, she's been on a roll, but she is ranked. Number one. Oh, never mind. So she's ranked ten, and she's ranked ten in the women's pound for pound rankings. Number one in the UFC's women's flyweight division. She's won her last two in a row to Joanne Calderwood and Jennifer Maya. But those are a far cry from the talent and the kind of clash you're going to get in Valentina Shevchenko. Valentina Shevchenko's only losses are to the greatest women's fighter of all time, Amanda Nunes, twice. The second time could have gone either way. Those are the only who lost. The only losses. Oh, and I, she lost a lot. Liz Carmouche by TKO Doctor Stoppage. Yeah, I don't really give a shit about that. But Amanda Nunes beat her twice in the UFC. Other than that, she's beaten every single person. I mean, she beat Holly Holm. She tapped out Juliana Pena. She beat Yuana Janjacek. She murdered Jessica I. But again, I don't know which Valentina you're gonna get. Are we gonna get the one that goes out against Jessica I? And just puts a beat down on her. 
gets takes care of business and walks out of there. Or are we gonna get the Valentina from her last fight where she just kind of does enough to keep the title and you don't really know? See, okay, so I lied. I just I'm thinking it through my head. If Kay, if this Valentina that showed up that with the same game plan to fight Liz Carmouche shows up, I think Kayla Chukagian has a better chance. Not that she not that she could win, but I think she has a better chance against that Valentina. Whether Valentina comes in with a point to prove, like I'm about to rip this bitch apart, and there's nothing anyone can do about it, and we'll see if you're still standing at the end. Oh my gosh, this is tough. Um, let me get. Ugh, let me get Valentina Shevchenko, obviously. I mean, I wasn't going to different. Just the method was going to be... Uh, you give me Valentina Shevchenko by decision, just based on her last fight. I, I don't... I think she could finish Kayden Chukagian. If she does, I'm not going to be fucking shocked. I just... Based on her last performance, I think she's going to just cake this one. Outclass her for five rounds. Show that how much of a big... How big of a gap it is between the champion and everyone else. And I think she's going to win that way. Now... The main event, Johnny Bones Jones versus Dominic the Devastator Reyes. This fight, to me, is kind of interesting, uh, but also not because I agree with everything John Jones has been saying about Dominic Reyes, that he's too over, he's too cocky, that he thinks he's too good. I just, is he the guy to beat John Jones? I don't think so, but I mean... I also thought Alexander Govson, well, the first fight was a draw. Second fight, beat the shit out of him. Same with uh, Daniel Cormier. Watching it live, I thought Daniel Cormier won the first fight. I was also drunk. Watched it sober. John Jones clearly won. Second fight, fucked him up. Uh, Thiago Santos, I think, was the closest to beating him. I think Thiago Santos, on with two good legs, I think he wins that fight, man. I think Thiago Santos is the, is the measuring stick to beat John Jones. I think when he's done, because, I mean... You have to think that he impressed him. John Jones even said when Thiago Santos is healthy, he'll give him, I mean, he'll give him an immediate rematch. He's in a tune-up fight. That speaks volumes if you know who John Jones is. So, the Dominic Reyes, I think he's believing his own hype after knocking out Chris Weidman. Congrats, bro. You beat a middleweight who has won one fight in four years against Kelvin Gastelum. Congrats, buddy. You knocked him out of weight class above his, above his natural weight. Congrats, man. You did it. Dominic Reyes, I think, doesn't present any issues to John Jones. People are like, he's a devastator. He's a finisher. Yeah, so was Anthony Smith. So was Thiago Santos. So was Daniel Cormier. So was, so was a lot of people John Jones fought. A guy with power that's not... If you're, if all you're, you're banking on is that your power is going to win. John Jones is going to keep his distance. Keep, keep his distance with his legs. His teeps, uh, his punches, his jabs, and he's going to keep you arranged. He's going to fuck you up. And Dominic Reyes says something that Anthony Johnson, Anthony Smith also said. The allure, the allure of John Jones is more dangerous than John Jones, but everyone falls into that trap. Anthony Smith, for weeks, preached about how he wasn't going to fall into the trap, that he wasn't going to be blown away by John Jones. He wasn't going to be trapped in that mindset, that, oh my gosh, I'm fighting John Jones. Then he got in that octagon, and he was mesmerized by the master. Just mesmerized by the master. That is what John Jones does to people. That's just what he does. And I don't know if I don't know if Dominic Reyes is the guy. To me, right now, the guy is Thiago Santos. That is the guy 
to beat John Jones. Dominic Reyes, I think, is a good competitor. I think he's a good measuring stick. He's an awesome contender. But I don't think he has what it takes to beat John Jones. Just nothing, nothing impressed me with him. He's beating guys. That's fantastic. But it's different from when you fight a contender to when you fight the greatest light heavyweight of all time in John Jones. John Jones is going to get in there. And he's going to implement his game plan. John Jones doesn't get off course. John Jones doesn't let you dictate pace. John Jones doesn't let you dictate where the fight takes place. You can ask anyone who's ever fought John Jones. They all say the same thing. He is stronger than he looks. And my man has the control. And he is king. And I don't think John Jones is going to be beat by Dominic Reyes. I just, where is he better than him? John Jones has better wrestling, better jiu-jitsu, better grappling, better striking technique. All Dominic Reyes has is power that he's never, and that he's never fought him before. You bring those two elements into a John Jones fight, that's not enough, man. That's not enough. And I just don't think that he's gonna be that Dominic Reyes is gonna be able to beat John Jones in any aspect of this fight. I think he can keep it competitive. I don't think John Jones finishes now, I, I could I don't see John Jones finishing him, but I think he will. Because John Jones is pissed off and motivated that Dominic Reyes has been out there running his mouth. And that's dangerous. Cause people like when you run mouth, when you run you talk shit. You know, sometimes you get over-emotional and, you know, people make mistakes. John Jones ain't that guy. John Jones gets pissed off and he just, and he focuses more. And he has, and he goes out there to prove a point that he's better than you. And he, I mean, he might just outclass him for five rounds, you know, just to prove like, hey, that's the gap. That's the gap. I'm better. Or he goes in there and just beats his ass and fucks him up. But either way, I got, give me John Jones, give me third round submission. He's going to take him down. I think he's going to rock him in some kind of arm, arm lock, either... Like an arm bar, or an Americana, you know, uh, shoulder lock. Just something like that. But yeah, give me John Jones by third round submission. All right, well, ladies, gentlemen. <laughs> like there's ladies listening to this show. <laughs> oh, anyways, uh, that's all I got, man. We'll be back next week for a recap and uh, another preview. So just remember, in the world, there are winners and there are losers. And here at Winning... That's all we do. And just because I kind of just want to play my Xbox and get a little more tipsy, I'm not going to edit this one. So if you have a problem with it, my bad. It's going to happen once, but this is coming at you raw, unedited, unfiltered. Speaking of unfiltered, make sure you like and subscribe to my boy, BJ Johnson, on No Filter MMA on YouTube. All right, we'll check you later.